Fishies. Fish Heads and Cowboy Nation, 70,000 strong, and I'm here for you just like you're here for me. Appreciate it. We are in the fishbowl. This is that fishbowl. That is the star. We will be at the star uh, midday today uh, doing our thing. So uh, if you're in the neighborhood, come wave at us. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. To, uh, this morning's uh, singular topic, Cowboy Free Agency. Let's not get into who they're going to go by, because I think we've learned uh, that bar barring some massive change in philosophy, that's going to be a fun discussion item more than it's going to be a factual one. Let's, for now, sidebar uh, the DAC and uh, the CD Lamb and the MICA. Ray Cheney, what's up, Fish? I listen to you every morning. Thank you, sir. You can, of course, watch us here uh, on YouTube on the Fish Report. You can listen to us. The link is below, thanks to Tony Fisher and IndyCar Tim, the link below to the Fish Podcast. And at CowboysSI.com, you could just sit there in your big silver and blue Barca lounger like I do and read us. I appreciate you uh, doing it all three ways. To have and to have not. I don't know why the uh, Lauren Bacall, Humphrey Bogart movie popped into my head. I, I do know why, actually. It's because I'm old. And speaking of old, uh, I got an email last night explaining what Jerry means when he says, as I said last night, a G and a Han. And I got it all wrong. As I've told you before, when I get things wrong, I readily admit them and smash an egg on my face. Luckily for me, I've only got three things wrong in my life, but I divorced two of them. Thank you. 14, 14 Cowboys free agents. Let's try to rank them. Okay, so I'm going to rattle off the names. And you can make your contributions, your your uh, comments, your questions, and your criticisms. We'll do brief on tonight, by the way, the Super Chat tonight, Fish at Six. So I'm going to rattle off the names, and then let's see if we can put them in some sort of order and make some sense of them. Ready? Go. Tyron Smith, Tyler Biotish, Tony Pollard, Stephon Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, John Curse, Jonathan Hankins, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Neville Gallimore. Sir, Neville Gallimore to you, sir. Chuma Edoga, Trent Sig, Noah Iggy. And Rico Dowdle. Well, guess what? I just kind of put him in what I think the order might be. Kind of. Now play with me here. Let's go through them. Let's let's work on the assumption that Tyron wants to come back. We don't know that yet. The, the issue with it, as I've discussed, and again, I'm I'm all for Tyron. He's a friend of the show. He's a personal friend of Marsh's. I'm, I'm pro-Tyron, and in a perfect world, I'd like to give him whatever he wants outside of a, a, a you know, gigantic pile of money. I'd like to give him a medium-sized pile of money if that's what he wants. Uh, he was healthy enough, obviously, to contribute in a uh, Pro Bowl-level way this past year. He's going to the Hall of Fame someday, five years, maybe five years as soon as five years after he retires. It's got to be a discussion item in his head, in his family, and with the Joneses. It's got to be as he gets ready to turn 34, 13 seasons here, an incredible fixture. But what I said last night is the problem is if you hand him the key and you rely on him, you, you got a wobbly wheel. You've got um, the finest motor car in the land, whatever that is, but it's got a wobbly wheel. So you put Tyron Smith at the top of this list. 
I bet you many of you do. Next, Gilly. Can you get him on the cheap? He's 33. Can you do a one-year deal with him? He's an important player, quality player, leadership guy, all that good stuff. But the age will start to catch up on him now, obviously. And uh, well, you got Diggs coming back. So Diggs and Bland as your starting cornerbacks, you're in pretty good shape there, aren't you? Uh, by the way, sidebar on Diggs, cross your fingers. And we'll monitor this, of course, when we start doing spring workouts at the star. And then when we get to Oxnard training camp, and yes, I'll be there. I'll also be at the Super Bowl, by the way. So come join me in Las Vegas. Would you all next week? How how slow or not slow will Diggs be in his return to being Diggs, as we so often see Michael Gallup? And sometimes it doesn't even matter what the injury is. Uh, you know, but but foot, ankle, knee, leg. We kind of saw it with Pollard. We definitely saw it with Gallup. How long does it take for you to really come back and be you? So I have Gilmore high on this list, while at the same time recognizing I'm not I'm not busting the budget for any of these guys. Next, Tyler Biadish, good player at center. Is he the kind of cowboy, and this happens all the time, if you look back at free agency, where somebody else just grossly overpays? You can get this shirt, barroom, classroom. I think uh, you might have to, I don't know if you get that, but you get the shirt. The Uncle Fish store is below. RS, Uncle Fish Premium, Circle in the Star. Hey, how do I get the Circle in the Star? Ask the fellas, they'll show you how. I'm not investing more than $7 million into my entire running back room in this upcoming year. I, I, the math, the math on that works. David White, Gallup needs to be gone. If you do him as a, here's the trick about the drafted player. So David, because your, your point about trying to put the puzzle pieces together is correct, but you would make him a post June one cut, Michael Gallup, get big savings, but that happens in June. The draft is in April. So it would not be directly related to your draft pool. You got to figure that out way before June 1st. But the puzzle pieces are correct. I think the writing is on the wall. And, and by the way, you can bring Michael Gallup back. But I think cutting Michael Gallup is, is a, a, an obvious part of this plan. Tyler Biotish, and there's a couple of these on this list is a perfect example of a guy who somebody, the, the Cowboys say, we want you back. Go get you an offer, run it by us. He goes and gets an offer and it's twice as much as the Cowboys were thinking. It happens all the time in free agency. And then they eventually take their fifth round compensatory pick and move along with their day. Next, Tony Pollard. Now I'm putting him at the top of this conversation, even though I'm telling you, he's not at the top of the Cowboys conversation. They, they are not planning. We'll see what changes. We could talk all we want about Pollard, about Derrick Henry, about Saquon Barkley. I'm telling you, that's not their plan. It'd be exciting if it changes. It'd be exciting if a guy like that falls into their lap. But 
12 million dollars is the tag this year for a running back no thank you 10 million dollars is what you paid him last year and i said this going in no disrespect to him no thank you spot track estimates his value to be six and a half million dollars no thank you next guy guy number five on this list jordan lewis What Jordan Lewis does here is kind of subtle. He he doesn't turn games upside down. He's subtly effective. But he's getting up there in age now all of a sudden, a little bit. You have spent some draft capital on trying to find other cornerbacks who are better than Jordan Lewis. Hadn't quite happened yet. I I can't prioritize Jordan Lewis. No offense, J. Lou. And so as you're going through this list, with me, if you're seeing it the same way I'm seeing it, teams always, especially if a good roster, Cowboys have a good roster, very good roster. I still say it's the top three roster in the NFC, which is what I've been saying for the last two and a half years. I still believe it. But not so good that you have to, you just got to get these 14 guys back. The roster is not that good that you have to have these guys. So I can't prioritize Jordan Lewis. Next, Jerron Curse. He'd been critically important here. He had re- reinvented himself as a football player. He has a uniquely special fit or had in this Dan Quinn defense. That faded a little bit this year. Maybe again, age catching up. They really did. The Cowboys did a smart thing contractually. They they saved him off the scrap heap initially, rewarded him with affordable short-term years. Okay, now that's up. Here's a thought on curse. Two thoughts. One, if Dan Quinn goes somewhere else, still a candidate in Seattle, still a candidate in Washington, he will meet with the commanders today. He is in Washington right now. Maybe, maybe, because Dan Quinn will go somewhere and will want to take some DQ guys with him, if possible. He'll want to take a top assistant coach off the Dallas staff. As I told you last night, exclusive, exclusive. He'd love to be able to take a personnel guy with him. And I wonder if John Schneider in Seattle or the new GM in Washington, Adam Peters, wonder if they're buying that. So curse to go with Dan Quinn, that's a fit. That's point one on curse. Point two, the hybrid safety thing is cool. He's a a member Keanu Neal here. He's a safety who plays linebacker. He's a linebacker who plays safety. It's cool. The, the, the position flex that the Cowboys love so much. Problem. You start playing safeties at linebacker, and this team does it a lot, whether by need or by desire. And the next thing you know, the Green Bay Packers punch you in the mouth 30 times because safeties at linebacker can't play the run like a linebacker can play the run. I wonder if if the tinkering of this defense for 2024 makes the idea of the small safety of the big safety 
being a small linebacker, I, I wonder if that idea fades. Next. And I think this guy should be higher on the list than most people do. Or maybe you think it too. Jonathan Hankins. He has already gone on uh, social media and said he wants to come back. And run-stopping defensive tackles historically here, not something that the Cowboys have spent on. And and they, they didn't spend on Hankins either and got him to come back. They, they you you might you might put Hankins way higher on this list than we're putting him right now. Way higher. Michael E, none of this is relevant until we get Dak under contract long term. Well, it except you're you're not gonna have what's 53 minus 14. You're, you're not gonna have a 39-man roster, Michael. You're you're gonna sign some of these guys or their replacements. That's 14 guys. You're not gonna be 14 guys shy on your roster. So it's not irrelevant. And by the way, it's not like we've shied away from talking about Dak Prescott. I think we've done some Dak Prescott talk. Next on my list, Dorrance Armstrong. I think Dorrance Armstrong on another team is a, is a starting second defensive end. I think, I think he would be a top of the rotation guy for a lot of teams. Um, I think the Cowboys, they love his athleticism. They like the guy. Uh, he's got pass rush ability, bend and all that. Uh, I, I, I guess I think that they might want him to be better as a run stopper. And maybe that's why he's not high on, but maybe not high, maybe on their list. When they look through this 14-man stack, Dorrance Armstrong, I think maybe even more than Biotish the kind of guy that some other team is going to say, they got a pass rusher there. Pass rushers are hard to come by. Let's go get him. And they give him double what the Cowboys wanted to give him. Next, Dante Fowler, Dan Quinn guy. You can certainly sit in that personnel room and say, we have Sam Williams. Well, they do. They do have Sam Williams. We have Junior Fajoko it's time to turn the page from Dorrance Armstrong and Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler has been a good, good depth addition here. Dan Quinn guy dating all the way back to college. That might be, that might be your number one fun little prediction. If Dan Quinn goes somewhere, Dante Fowler follows him. No, not Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons is not going where Dan Quinn goes. That's illegal. That's not going to happen. Next. Sir Neville Gallimore, sir? Kind of quiet for him, huh? Can't prioritize. Ray Cheney. Full rebuild. Start from scratch. Yeah, okay. And, and Ray, if your view is 12 and 5, 12 and 5, and 12 and 5, and, and as I said to Mike McCarthy's face, can't get over the hump, hump and hump. And if your view is, it, we just won't. 
This group just won't get over the hump. So then you sit around in that room with Jerry in that big round table and you and somebody says, blow it up. How? The cap ramifications of saying goodbye to high-priced guys makes that virtually untenable. A.B. Clark, Jones ain't for starting over. If, if he could, he might. It's, just blow it up, it's not practical. It's not realistic. You, 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 it's not, again, it's a cap disaster to blow up Dak. You can't blow up Diggs. I don't know why you'd want to blow up Micah. You don't want to blow up Zach Martin. These are your highest paid guys. Eileen D.B. Cooper's way. Why do you blow it up when you're this close? If you have the third, if you agree, you have the third best roster in the NFC, top three roster in the NFC. And I do think you agree. Why would you blow up a top three roster? To those of you saying trade Micah, here's my general policy on this. Micah is the kind of guy that good teams trade for. And he's the kind of talent that bad teams, dumb teams, trade away. Chuma. They've always liked him. They've tried to get him over the years. They finally get him. Uh, a functional, multi-positional backup. But not a priority. Long snapper, Trent Sig. Um, they had LP here. Oh, no, he's retiring. They bring in Jake McQuaid. LP was here for 100 years. They bring in Jake McQuaid. I think he made the Pro Bowl. He leaves. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Here comes Trent Sieg. Never noticed a hiccup. Never noticed a problem. But, again, and you're seeing the running theme here. I'm not prioritizing a long snapper. I'll get a long snapper. I'll get him, but I'm not prioritizing it. We'll just get him. Two more. Iggy who you got the cornerback in the Kelvin Joseph trade made one play all year. Eh. And finally Rico. I've got Rico at the bottom of this pile and it's nothing against him. It for me speaks to what I believe they believe and what I generally believe too. Let's do it this way. Remember Ronald Jones? What if Ronald jo what if Tony Pollard would have gotten hurt in, in training camp? And Ronald Jones wouldn't have gotten the PED thing. What if Ronald Jones would have been the Cowboys starting running back this year? They didn't get gigantic. He's not a he's not a, a, a splash play, explosive play guy. But this year, either was Pollard. If you gave 
Ronald Jones, again, just spitballing here. If you gave Ronald Jones all those same touches that you gave Tony Pollard, would his numbers have been the same as Tony Pollard's? That's why I don't pay running backs. I the the our working theory here is that you paid Tony Pollard $10 million to do what Ronald Jones could have done for $1 million. And so you got the same situation here with Rico. Rico could, he could be the starting running back here. Or not. Or, or not, or, or not even be bothered with. Deuce Vaughn, I, I, I'm, I, I can't imagine that Deuce Vaughn is a starting running back. I just can't see it. Hunter Lipke, can't imagine that he's a starting, starting running back. Just can't see it. Uh, here's, here's a uh, Stanley M. Fish, always good job from you. Your connection to the star, second to none. We do try. And we'll be at the star later today. Uh, Paul G., please don't forget to hit the like button. That beats the algorithms and tells YouTube that you want high-quality information. Hugo, Jerry Jones should hire Fish as a consultant. He can't afford me. <laughs> Derek, this team has too many holes, but yet fewer holes than any team in the NFC outside of the 49ers and the Eagles. Too many holes, but... All the other teams in the NFC, but for two, have more holes. Gene Bryant, could you circle back to Connor Williams? You could circle back to Connor Williams, who went to Miami and figured out how to play center. Fort Worth Texan, we traded away Herschel Walker. Way different time and place and situation. Way different. Uh... You'll notice, by the way, that's never happened again, right? Name name this name the 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 trade that was right behind Herschel, the Herschel trade. Name this name the second one. But that, that trade was like the Herschel trade. You can't. Uh, a few of you are going through your list of who you're saying has a better rocker, roster than Dallas. I don't, I'm not saying, uh, Derek does it. 49ers are better. 49ers have a better roster than Dallas. I'm going to hit skip ads just for you. And I'll close with this. The 49ers have a better roster than Dallas. The Lions are better. Derek. The Lions played the Cowboys. How do you measure better? They played. And your team won. But the other team's better? That's not how it works. The Packers are better. Okay, now we have to rethink it because the Packers played the Cowboys and they beat them. Would you trade the Cowboys roster for the Packers roster? I'll tell you what you would do, especially considering the money and the age. You'd trade quarterbacks. But the Packers were a seven-point underdog here for a reason. The Eagles next year will probably be, be, out, be better. 
I have the Eagles down as having a roster that is at least as good as the Cowboys. So I don't disagree with you there. But as we're going through our mopey Cowboy postmortem, you beat the Eagles. You beat them all the time. So I, I'm looking at this free agent list and going, I can... I can lose those guys and replace them and not suffer and still be, still have a top three. And we can make a concession to the Lions if you want to. They went to the NFC Championship game and obviously they have a good roster. Want to make it top four? I, I can have a top four NFC roster and not be too concerned about the bulk of those 14 guys and not blow it up for two really simple reasons. I can't blow it up Number one, because my roster's too good. And I can't blow it up, number two, because given the salary cap ramifications, I can't blow it up, number two, because I can't blow it up. Fish, out.